the early 21st century, magic reawakened on Earth, and alongside it, a new human race with orcs, elves, trolls, dwarves, and others. Humanity became meta-humanity. As technology proliferated and greatly advanced in the awakened world, global megacorporations seized ever more power, becoming de facto states with their own laws, courts, and armed forces. The corporations attempt to control all aspects of modern life. This has led to a vast and complex criminal underground which works for and against corporate interests. The independent career criminals who do what others can't or won't are called shadow runners. The year is 2101. Welcome to Fun City. Previously on Fun City, the team finds themselves in a garden of forking paths. Do they head to Vern and, having proven their mettle by warding Morgantown lawyer Odina Lulach off his case, get the next crumb leading to Evo and their strange experiments? Do they head back to Odina and ask for her help going behind Vern's back? Or do they visit Yuri, who offered them a new job? Lux makes a case for Vern and Evo, revealing the existence of his ex-wife, who took a job at Evo a decade ago and from whom Lux is now estranged. But the team decides Evo can wait and heads to Yuri's, where they meet Hector, a jet black minotaur, and are paid partially, handsomely, in advance. The job? Head to Highland Island, out east, and exterminate a bug ghost on a property Yuri has purchased there. To do this, the team must first visit his friend Irina. She will give them a useful talisman, but only once they've proven themselves. We join the team now, having just arrived at Arena's place in Grand Central Station, a small business lined with magical totems and artifacts. She stands at the far end of her closet-like shop, handling a deck of cards. They would like to ascense really quickly, yeah. though. Please do. Uh, she got four hits. As you assess this obviously very magical environment, um, there are some things that you become aware of that are, one, at first obvious. <laughs> this room is dense with magic. There is all kinds of magical goods and foci and totems and everything of every possible uh, persuasion and tradition here. Uh, it is sort of like the room lights up the way that a church with prayer candles does. It's just pinpricks of light everywhere. When you focus a little bit more on Irina herself, you can see that she is, in fact, a powerful artificer. Um, and she is also a powerful, like, a couple other things. Her aura is um, very multifaceted um, and very, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, very tidy. She appears very much in control. You can also tell that she's half machine. What? Uh, she doesn't have any legs. She's on like a motorized cart. Uh, her body, her biological body stops at about her waist. And below that is kind of like a, just a treaded motorized cart. Uh, and that's really unusual, Mike, right? Because like the more you move away from your bio body into cybernetics, the less you, the, the, the more essence you lose, which is like the engine that 
propels magic in the body, right? That is correct. Yeah, she yeah. is basically, um, her magic is essentially limited to a lower maximum than most people who would be awakened simply because of the fact that she is half machine. But right. there's nothing in the ascent or anything that says, like, this is weak magic. Like, it's like thick with she's obviously knows what she's doing i mean this it's so it's it's yeah unusual she yeah. is i guess yeah let me then let me clarify this yeah viv you can tell that she is very skilled mm -hmm. and that she is very powerful but powerful up to the point that it is possible to be with having a cybernetic enhancement as half of your body got it so right. yeah she is not like breaking any of your understanding of what is possible okay TK sees Viv ascensing because I think he knows by now like what that looks like and is like, huh, maybe I'll just do my version of this as a matrix perception test. Uh, three hits. Yeah, I mean, is there anything specific that you are interested in? No, he's just trying to get the lay of the land because, I mean, I don't think he doesn't know anything about the room, but like he t he can tell there's some weird magic stuff going on because like he's like, oh, it feels weird in here. But, you know, he's like, well, maybe there's some computer stuff, too. Okay. We're in the middle of Grand Central Station. Okay. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll answer. I'll answer both a general perception and a matrix perception test. Okay. How's that? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, This is a this looks very much like a reputable business. Um, this place looks like a place that people come to buy things and have things appraised and sell stuff. And it is organized and presented in such a way that it has uh, a fair amount of, I think, credibility. It does not look like she's trying to hide her magic use. It does not look like she is uh, being sneaky in any way with the presentation of anything. This is not like a chop shop or a pawn shop. This is a, um, a true informational spiritual and material resource for people that these sorts of objects are important to when you do when you look through ar and you sort of poke around to try to find anything that is connected to the matrix in this room uh, you find three things you find a control panel that is slightly behind where Irina is standing uh, that is likely for the elevator and the metal cage that you just came out of uh, in the intercom. You find a cash register that is on the counter closest to the kitchenette and you find Irina's cart. Okay, TK doesn't say anything. That's it. She's like, hmm. Hey there. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we were sent from Yuri? Oh, you are some of Yuri's. Oh, he told me you were coming. Okay, come, come in, come in, come in. Yeah. Uh, my name is Irina. It's very nice to meet you. Hey, Irina, so nice to meet you. Hello. Hi, Irina. Oh, wonderful to meet your acquaintance. It's make your acquaintance. <laughs> wonderful to meet make, your acquaintance. Make. What is it? What is it? I'm sorry. Do you want to make sure we get it right? I'm, so, I'm sorry, Lux. It's, it's, Did ma you say something? it's make your acquaintance. Oh, Guys, are really? you sure? Really? Right now? Okay, oh, sorry. Viv extends her hand through the group because she's standing in the back <laughs> and she goes, pleasure, Vivian. And she puts her hand out like she greets all magicians, <laughs> like just awkwardly leaving her hand out and waiting for the finger tickle. Uh, okay, hold on one sec. <laughs> Ominous that he's rolling dice for this. <laughs> Seriously, Mike? Listen. <laughs> Oh God. Your hand is palm down. It's yeah, palm down. Um, Irina does the thing where you gr like grab someone's uh, hand like underneath the outstretched fingers mm -hmm. and puts puts her thumb on the top of your hand mm. um, and then just lightly squeezes. Viv doesn't change her face, but <laughs> says pleasures all mine. <laughs> you can see uh, the 
complex arrangement of tarot cards in front of her um, laid out in a circle um, with two cards in the middle and two lines of cards on the on two sides. And as you approach um, and she puts her hand out to grab yours and to squeeze it, she removes her hand and then passes her arm over the arrangement. And in a flash, they're all collected into a very tidy pile. And she says, I wish I would have known that. Oh, now I'm going to oh, fuck. I'm going to do Yuri. Hold on. Um, this is going to be like a Vern situation where I eventually yeah. work my way towards Welcome it. Welcome to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meet you in six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wish I would have known. I would have, uh, I would have a warmer welcome for you. Come, come. Um, uh, don't be shy. Uh, my name is Irina. Can I get you maybe a tea or a soy calf? Uh, we are going to have a lot to talk about. Uh, we have to meet one another and become fully acquainted. And I need something to do with my hands while we chit chat. Uh, and she uh, sort of wheels away from the cabinet and you can hear the whirring of the treads on her cart uh, and she kind of spins around. And it's at this moment you can see that this thing is, it's like very serious. It kind of looks like a mini tank that she's <laughs> just sort of planted on top of, but it also has um, an apron tied around it with a bunch of little pockets in it. And you can see uh, silverware, decks of cards. Uh, there is just, you know, pens and some pieces of paper. And she rolls towards the kitchenette. I'd love a tea. I'll take one as well. You know what? I would love a tea. No caffeine for me, please. It means all right. Viv is good. Okay. Three teas coming up. So, uh, as she's pouring hot water into uh, a couple cups, she is looking at all of you and she says, Now, what has Yuri told you? Well, so far we uh, we met with Yuri and he said he told us his issue with um, a property he has purchased over at Highland and he's got a, a little bit of an exterminator problem. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bug demon. The bug demon. The bu oh, bug demon. Yeah, what did Yuri tell you? Bug ghost. Oh, that's, oh. Uh, yeah, that sounds much more manageable than bug demon. Yeah, well, it's some kind of bug thing. And uh, he said you were the person to come talk to. Mm, interesting. Specifically about a talisman that you may be in possession of. Ah, yes, 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 the talisman. Um, d uh, did Yuri mention an arrangement that I have with him? Not exactly. Oh, interesting. Okay. He did say that for your help, uh, you would be given access to our services. For my help? Yes. I would be given access to... Our services. Oh. See, it is, in fact, the other way around. Okay. It is for your help that you will be given access to my services. Okay. I think it's kind of the same thing either way. Okay, great. I am glad we are on the same page. Um, uh, she uh, pours a bunch of hot water into into the cups uh, and she hands out teas yeah. to Lux, Lash, and TK. And she says, Yuri and I have an uh, arrangement where, you know, he is all about... <laughs> He's all about um, the business and profit, and uh, he, uh, you know, he has a lot of money, but he spends a lot of money. Um, I like to make sure that we uh, we give back. It is very simple. Um, all we have to do is Yuri needs something from me. Uh, that will help you. Uh, that's the talisman. I need something from you. This that's all it is. Uh, it's just how we uh, keep balance. Makes sure. sense. Yeah. Okay. I have to be upfront. We haven't fully taken this job yet. Um, 
And in part, it's because we've been given threats um, from people about taking any job with Yuri, specifically a mini-armed, red-colored um, man, a metahuman. Oh, that um, sounds very bad. Threatened us. Um, he is working with a group uh, we were hoping you might know something about called The Seven. Mm, no, this is not anything I've ever heard of. Mm. Damn. The Seven. The Seven. Mm. No, I'm unfamiliar. Okay. The other... The man had... The man was red and had many arms. And a crown, a floating crown and slippers. Who wears a crown? We were thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It, it was really um, <laughs> yeah, imposing true. on this guy. He wasn't wearing... It was floating above his head. He wasn't wearing... True, true. true. So he was a magic user is what you're saying. Yes. You mm. could say the crown Probably. was wearing him a little bit. You I know? mean, <laughs> I... Um, it is It is no... Uh, you know, I can ask around and see if there is anybody that knows who this man is. That would help. Um, the other... Well, the other issue for us is that we have been informed that Yuri actually has killed people that he's worked with before. Yeah. <laughs> you work with him, though. You, you're not afraid of, of uh, Yuri turning his back on you? I mean, oh, we are, we are putting the cart a little before the horse sure. uh, here. I, I will say this about Yuri, and then we have business that we should talk about. Yes. Uh, we are... You know, I do not like to gossip with strangers, but you seem like a nice bunch, so... That makes sense. This little bit. I think uh, Yuri is um, <clears throat> kind of like Boogeyman. Right. Or, uh, or Jersey Devil. Okay. People tell stories about him. Yeah. You know, you do not know how much of the stories are true. Some probably very true, some just a little true, some extremely true. But I think uh, he, uh, he, number one thing is that as long as you are his friend mm -hmm. and as long as you work with him and not against him, right. he is very good to you. And uh, I work with Yuri many years now. We work on many projects together. And uh, he, uh, he only bastard maybe half a dozen times and never once killed me. Yeah. He, you know... And she, like, reaches behind her and presses a button on the control panel, TK, that you saw. And she says, excuse me, I just, you know, for privacy. Uh, she pushes the button and you hear the, you hear another lock go through the door that you just came through. Um, and you see to the right of that button, the intercom that she talks to you through. Uh, turn, the light on it turns from a dull blue to just a slowly pulsating orange. Um, and she says... You know, in business that uh, in the business that you are in, and that Yuri is in, you people die. Sometimes I think that people choose this work. This is absolutely true. So that I know it is, and I think that sometimes people choose this work, knowing this because it is deep, deep in them what they want. Right. You can't if you do not know the whole story. It is tough to pass judgment. Okay. Do you know you? I mean. Is yeah. there a particular, th uh, listen, again, we are cart before the horse. Um, also, to be honest, I also have not accepted job. Right. Y you know, I, sure. I do not know you, and I do not work with people that I do not know. Makes uh, sense. So we must, you know. Forge ahead. We got to figure, figure some things out. Let's get to know one another, shall we? Yes. You, uh, you yeah. are, you would like to? I'd love to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> TK's, yeah. TK's finishing his tea. 
This is great. This is great. Uh, I know that it will be difficult for us to know one another the way that uh, you know each other. Uh, you and I, we do not have the benefit of going out for drinks uh, every Friday after work for a number of years. So um, we have to, uh, if you do not mind, we will skip um, small talk and go right to the essence of the soul. This, this is okay? Okay. Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and as she is saying this, she's reaching underneath the counter that separates you. Do you hear the whirring of the treads on her cart going back and forth? You hear sliding doors opening and closing underneath the, the backside of the metal cases. She's bringing out multiple felt mats. And she's putting them out along the top of the counter that you're standing at. And after she does this, she carefully goes between each of the mats. She reaches into some of the pockets that are on her cart. And, you know, you notice that the cart has, it's got all of these LED readouts on it. It's got a bunch of touch screens on it. There's a lot of dials and it's just, it's a very... It's a very impressive piece of technology. You're watching her pull out of the pockets that are tied around it all of these tiny stones of varying colors. Glittering green, bright gold, gold interleaved with dark black and gray. And on each of the mats that she's laid out, she's laid out four of them, she makes shapes with the stones. She makes a circle on one. She makes a diamond on another. She makes a square. She makes a, a, an oval. She says, please, please, each of you uh, take a spot in uh, just uh, here. And she, you know, points at one for Lux to stand in front of, uh, guides Lash over to one, guides Viv over to one, and guides TK over to one. And she says, uh, we do just a little ceremony. It will be it will be quick. Uh, this way, I get to know you. I get to learn. Uh, we show each other, and we learn who we are. And uh, then after that, I promise uh, you ask uh, as many questions of Irina as you would like. I am open book once we know one another. But you know, and I will not lie. I promise. And I'm very bad liar. I you know will be very obvious if I am not telling the truth. So I promise. You know. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> this one, I feel like we have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and she says, "Okay, everybody is everybody is ready. You, yeah. What I ask is just you, uh, you relax. Everybody feels okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. You yeah. feel safe. Yes, true. Okay, just try to clear the mind, and uh, I think we will both learn a lot." Viv lets out a. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, she puts a hand underneath the, the counter and you hear a little click and the lights just dim slightly. How many buttons you got down there? Oh, it's a lot. It's, uh, Ticket. and they all need to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ticket nods approvingly. <laughs> There's, yeah, there have been no surprise buttons up to this point. Uh, she has not, she has not pushed anything that you did not already know existed. Ticket loves a button, man. You see Irina reach into her, uh, one of the pockets that's on her cart, and she pulls out a tarot deck that's different from the one that you saw her using uh, at the beginning of your meeting, and she begins to shuffle it. And you can see as she pulls it out of her pocket that the edges are worn and bent. She's standing in front of you, Lux. Some of the cards are a little creased, and the art is really faded. It's been put through its paces. Uh, she's used it a lot. Uh, this is a very well-worn object. And she places the deck in front of you in the ring of stones that uh, she placed on the mat and she 
closes her eyes and passes her right hand over the deck and mumbles some words. Uh, you can't really tell what it is. And she picks up the deck and letting it lay flat in her right hand, she picks the top card with her left hand. She places it carefully in the center of the ring. Nick, could you describe the card that I have just drawn that you are looking at? The card before me is the magician. Um, it has a Roman numeral one at the top of the card. It is a, looks like uh, a man. I'm wearing a robe of stars in front of a stump. The stump has a chalice, a dagger, and some dice upon it. The magician is holding a uh, branch of a tree, um, has twigs in his hair, and a bird with several eyes. Um, well, several birds uh, with several eyes are above his right shoulder. Uh, the magician is also tattooed. As she pulls this card, she gets a little like surprised look on his face, and she goes, "Oh, very fun." Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> the only one of you who is not awakened. And uh, Viv, Viv looks at TK and uh, and Lash like, "Oh." TK looks at Lash like. <laughs> Lashes touches her. Lash touches her calm, like like not getting a message. <laughs> a message from where? Gets the magician. Interesting. How does this make you feel? Um, the card. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, baby. You tell me. Uh, well, <laughs> there's two things at play. I could, it's either the only non-magic user and being the only non-magic user can make me feel one way and the I, card can make me feel another. I would like you to answer whatever question you think I asked. Mm -hmm. I am actually really grateful to not be having to use magic. It seems very complicated. Sometimes it hurts them <laughs> when they <laughs> when they use it pretty badly. Um, so I am actually happy to not have to um, be involved in these arts that I don't understand. The, oh, card, the oh. card itself seems really cool. Oh, but, uh, uh, sorry, what did you say your name was again? Lux. My friend, you uh, you are casting spells all the time. Mm. Your magic is just of a very different sort, it would seem. Oh. With words, Lux. You are a skilled, uh, the, the card tells me you are a skilled diplomat? Is that? Yeah. This is how you, this is how you change the operation of the world. This is how you bend the the world of man to to your needs. I mean, this is what your friends do. This is also what you do. Yeah, I could see that. The magician also has four eyes. Two of them are closed and two of them are open. I think you are, uh, where I grew up, you are maybe what we would call a bullshitter. <laughs> yeah, is this right? <laughs> yeah, I've been called that before. But it is, you say your friends, uh, you say your friends get hurt by what they do. Yeah. You Is this not also true of you? you I see that your confidence uh, sometimes dominates. Yeah. That yeah it, could... it erases, it erases possibilities. Sure, I could see that, yeah. It is perhaps that you, are you afraid of what you do not know or of, and she picks up the, she picks up the card, kind of turns it in her hands. Is it of not knowing? Hmm. And Lux just stares at the card. <laughs> Viv lives over, leans over to Lash. T 
Do you think she hit a nerve? <laughs> oh, she read him like a book. I can't wait for me. <laughs> Slightly unfair that your DM is also a fortune teller, but the universe must speak through someone. It's Jesus. so amazing. She lingers with Lux for a moment, waiting for him to say something. But if he says nothing, she understands. I mean, you know, she's done this plenty of times. She moves on. Nick, Nick, the person is nodding. So (laughs) (laughs) Mike, Mike, the person will move on. (laughs) This is this is more terrifying than Jast. (laughs) It is. is. Absolutely. It is. It's confrontation. Yeah. She doesn't have a dog, but she has that fucking deck. (laughs) (laughs) She wheels over to Lash, who's next in line, and she repeats the same hand motions with the deck, putting it in the center of the ring of jewels and stones. She picks it up, she puts it in her left hand and produces a card. But this time, the whole time she's doing it, she doesn't close her eyes. She just looks directly at you. She looks at you the whole time. And she has this like little smile on her face, like... You and her are sharing a fun secret Mm -hmm. and like this is a fun game that you're playing and like don't worry about these other people like Mm. whatever like this like it's us now. Yeah. Lash has a huge smile on her face all the time. Um, And (laughs) when she uh, she holds the deck again in her right hand produces a card uh, with her left hand and when she puts it down she raises her eyebrows slightly as if like in like slight surprise like ooh, this is fun. Mm hmm. It's uh, it's kind of like the face that someone would make when they win, mm. when they win five dollars on a scratch ticket. It's like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> all right, sure. I beat the system. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shannon, if you could please describe your card. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the card in front of me is death. It has uh, the Roman numerals thirteen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Um. And uh, it has uh, a skeleton. It looks like a skeleton uh, person, but there's two heads coming out of the skeleton. One looks like maybe it's a horse, one a human skull, and they are holding a scythe. Uh, the scythe has two symbols on it, one an eye, another a, I would call a shooting star maybe. The skeleton looks like maybe it has uh, the only organ in it is like near the stomach. Um, it looks like maybe there's a, a stomach or something, or it's fire. <laughs> My reading of these symbols. Um, there's also a severed head on the uh, right side or on the left side of the skeleton, and there's a snake. Uh, it looks like maybe there's the edge of another severed severed head on the other side. There's a dragonfly. Should say there's a lot going on in all of these cards. <laughs> yeah, there's pl- lots of sunshine in the background. So to that point, Irina taps the card after she draws it, and it is drawn in the upright position. Yes. Um, Irina taps the card, and she says, "This many people, when they get this card, they become very scared. But this is not bad news. Mm. You are. Uh, this is a big change. You are undergoing some kind of big transition." Uh, true? Yeah, I mean, every day. Well, I mean, how, yeah, how, uh, you, uh, you will, you will have to, excuse me, I am, uh, I don't, I don't know your people very well, but, yeah. uh, you know, you are an orc. How old are you? Um, uh, I'm 19. Oh! Well, everything for you is change. Yeah. 
I'm 19. <laughs> but you know, that's, that's getting up there for an orc. Is that, do you, are you afraid of death? No, I'm not afraid of death. Me? No. I'm not afraid of death. I just, I just know it's happening soon, so. You are afraid of failure. Yeah, I'm afraid of not doing anything, I guess. She's just looking at you, waiting for you to say something else. She is like locked eyes with you. Flash looks down, looks up again, notices that she's still staring at her. <laughs> <laughs> and goes, but that's not going to happen. I'm doing big things with my life. I can tell that you have made a big decision or you are, you stand in front of a big decision. There's something you're not sure about. Something, something that you are, you are worried about where it will lead you. And you are worried about not being able to do what you feel you must before you are through. Is it to have come here? <laughs> so Shannon, the person's confused. <laughs> talk, then talk to me as Shannon. Oh. Uh, Just in Lash's <laughs> voice. <laughs> <laughs> if you can stretch that far. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the voices are the same. Um, I mean. You feel, you feel rushed, it seems, to make a decision because you feel the end is rushing towards you. Yeah. And you are always changing what it is that you are, you are going this way and that. You are... Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I sometimes I, I look at Lux and I see how he has an opinion and he has a drive and he knows what he's doing and why he's doing it. I look at Viv. She knows what she's doing and what, she, what she's guided by. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I trust one person, then I trust the other. I just wish I knew what exactly I was, what's right and what's wrong. But in the meantime, I just trust these guys. They seem like they know what's going on. I think you should know, and I think your friends should know, that you are very brave to trust this quickly and to be decisive in that trust. Thanks. You should know that the surest way to death is stillness. Yeah, I won't be still, that's for sure. She winks at you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Lash winks back, but she kind of closes the other eye, too. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great little detail. <laughs> Perfectly, Lash. So when Irina gets to Viv, she places the, the deck in the circle of gems between you. And then puts her hands out, mm -hmm. palms up, and waits for Viv to take them. Yeah, Viv inhales very slowly as if in meditation and puts her hands on Irina's. And she asks, you answer to the sea, right? I do. She closes her eyes and she tilts her chin up slightly and she says, Oh, most forceful keeper of the depth, she who shapes the winds, on behalf of the oracle, our humble servant seeks divine permission to divine this, your ward, your charge. Do you grant it? You can feel the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, 
and you think you can hear like a distant rush of water. Yes. Sort of sounds like there's a rainstorm coming overhead, but like... Like we have seashells on our ears and there aren't any. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Um, And there's no voice. Your mentor spirit does not speak, but there is a pervasive kind of tension uh, that you feel. No one else in the room feels it. No one else in the room hears anything. You just, you hear Irina mumble some things and then her and Viv are still for a couple moments. Um, But then in an instant, the tension's gone. The sound is gone. When you look down, a card has already been turned over, and Irina has not once let go of your hands. Could you describe the card in front of you? So Jen is going to be describing this, but Viv is look is has her eyes closed and is still holding hands. It says it's judgment. It's uh, got twenty at the top, and it's a red background with shooting stars. There's four swans surrounding a blindfolded person, and each swan has eyeballs on the wings. Uh, the person is holding a bell, and their arm is on fire. I think they're coming from behind the sun. They're coming from the sky. I think that's what it is. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought there were four birds. It's two birds on their sh- on each shoulder, and then another bird, but the bird is blindfolded. There are clouds in front of this person. There are also two four-eyed raccoons below them, and a rabbit that has four eyes, and it's on fire. Irina lets go of your hands and lowers her chin and opens her eyes and she looks at the card, she looks at judgment and she goes, oh unlike these two you are very sure of yourself indeed it seems here you value calm I do you are cursed with impatience though yes (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) and her hands tighten a little bit You have waited so long, so much, during such a long life. And you can see Viv is relaxing into the words because it's true. (laughs) You are eager to get on with... Maybe you do not know. Everything. Oh, but everything is also nothing. But she's trying to calm down, but she can tell her blood pressure is rising. She gotcha. I saw that hit land. <laughs> mm. No soak rolls here. This explains the distance that you have. Distance? You struggle, I think, with being powerful enough to lead and yet only knowing how to follow. I choose not to lead. Mm. It is clear that it is a choice. She's doing the same thing to you that she did to Lash. She's waiting for you to say something. I appreciate that you asked Mother for permission. You are clearly a good disciple. I do what I can to follow. It is clear also that you follow your friends. I don't have many. And then Viv, all that Viv is thinking about is the dart that landed on her just last week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not not knowing this thought, Irina says, you know that they need you. Do you know that you need them? Mm, I thought hadn't crossed my mind. Judging from what I have, and she like leans in and she gets a little quiet and she's like, judging from what I have seen so far. 
And then Viv just nods, cracking a tiny smile. That means you probably need them more. Well, all right. Uh, she she gives you uh, she gives you a like a very wry smile like kind of like a gotcha, um, <laughs> but between friends you know there's no there's no implied judgment it's very good natured um, and as she leans back uh, across the counter to stand more upright above her cart um, she uh, takes a moment and she passes her hand again over the deck and the card that was flipped over by. Who knows what ethereal force um, just sort of disappears. You don't know what happened to it. Did it get folded back into the deck? Is it somewhere else? It's gone now. Um, And she takes a small moment and she um, places her left hand in front of her right hand in front of her heart. And she says a couple words that you can't hear. And she picks the deck up and she moves on to TK. (laughs) Viv shakes her hair a little bit and some sand falls to the ground. She's like, <laughs> In front of TK, she is very businesslike. It's, it, all of her motions have become very crisp and very fast. Um, she repeats the now familiar gesture. Um, she places, places the deck in the ring, places her hand over it, picks it up, puts it in her right hand, and produces a card. And when she does produce this card, she inhales sharply not dramatically um not loud enough that everyone hears it this isn't a gasp just loud enough that only tk hears it Bijan, could you describe the card that i have just handed you uh it's the tower so it's uh six number 16 um it is a this is there's a lot going on in this there is um <clears throat> and the main figure of this is a tower that's on fire and broken in half it looks like it's being broken or sorry the tower has eyes on every brick and a bunch of stars in the middle uh, where a window would be, and it is clearly on fire, uh, and is clearly being destroyed by an external force that has tiger-like claws, uh, and there are what looks like little volcanoes, but I think they're supposed to be people that have eyes on them, uh, that have yeah, that have flames coming out of their tops. Underneath the tower, there's a, a, a little skeleton man that's buried in the ground, uh, and there is. Beside him, also buried, what looks like an eyeball. There's a lot going on. She looks at you with this look of like... It's hard to tell. It's like... Kind of like pity? (laughs) Great. Um, (laughs) And she says, I will be honest, the tower means more of what most people take the death card to mean. Do you feel as though you are crumbling? like the tower sometimes do you feel as though you are I mean the tower is often found in a wasteland are you in a wasteland right now um, yeah it feels as though you have left behind something you have some past that you escape sure I mean, that much is clear, I guess, even from I mean, l- looking at you. Shadow. And she, she points at your, um, your like, collar is open a little bit, and she points at some of your tattoos that are <laughs> sticking out, and she can see the, you know, like when tattoos get old, the edges kind of get a little mm-hmm, faded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are these from? Uh, ancient history. It's a long time ago. Back uh, maybe at least 15 years. It feels like you attempt to 
leave the wasteland, but you you are stuck there. It, f- it follows you. Maybe you do leave, but it expands beneath your feet. Tiki doesn't reply. Like the tattoos, you will run from it, but it is on you. Is the wasteland your city? Is it your work? It might be the work. Uh, I mean, at least it wasn't until I met these guys. I do not often give advice. I don't often take it. <laughs> so we are in a similar boat. It would be good for you to be careful. You would be right and brave to ask for help when you need it. Do you understand? TK nods. She looks at you for a little while. She wheels back to the control panel. She very unceremoniously turns on the lights. Viv is jarred by this. And she's like, oh. <laughs> so, looking at your cards, no lovers, no chariots, a lack of strength, though I'm sure that you have it in spades in other ways. <clears throat> <laughs> Not even a hermit. So, there is a lack of conviction that is missing. It's as if you were all born yesterday. It's as if you are low-level characters in an RPG. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I'm going to cut that part out. <laughs> I don't know. In a hundred years, you know, leveling up has become yeah. such a... Like, everyone knows what that means. Yeah, so sure. maybe, you know... Right. Uh... Perhaps we can find a job for you that gives you some purpose. But first, before I go and consult my grimoire, promise is a promise. You ask me any questions, I will answer them if I have answers. Um, Viv, can I see the rings? And um, Viv nods and uh, produces them from her, her pocket. Lux hands the rings over and asks, um, what can you tell us about these She puts down, she reaches down. She doesn't take them from your hand. She reaches down underneath her case where she got all the the felt mats. She pulls out another felt mat and she gestures for you to place them down. Lux places them down. Okie dokie. Hold on one sec. Good call. Yeah, this is like the one place that we... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was more going to be like, what's your favorites for? (laughs) (laughs) Viv, as she handed the rings over, it was kind of like holding kettlebells. And they're they're very small objects, but she could feel the weight. Irina reaches into a pocket that's on her cart, and she produces a jeweler's loop uh, that she places in front of her eye. And she, you can tell she's like keeping a safe distance from these things. She's not getting right up in them. She's kind of hovering over them a little bit. And she looks right past Lux and looks at Viv, who's the one that produced them. And she said, where did you get these? From she's she's um she's let me clarify because mm-hmm. the tone of that I think is something that's unclear. Um, she's not accusatory. Yeah, she's interested. These were bound to a mage that had perished in battle. Mm. These are very powerful. These are not. It is not good to have these. I could feel that. Uh, this one, and she. Picks up a, she reaches into her pocket and pulls out a set of long tweezers, like, you know, foot long tweezers. And she picks it up, uh, you know, as though she's lifting it with a 10 foot pole. Um, <laughs> and she, it's the silver one. And she says, 
this is a level two uh, masking focus. You know what this is for. Mm -hmm. Um, And she looks at the rest of you and she's like, "Uh, we have a way for people to see us in the astral plane. It has a shape. And this one, it makes the shape harder to see. Mm. And she puts it back down and she says, this, very old. I, uh, hard to tell. You would have to send it to a lab, but mm, it is maybe Celtic? Uh, Maybe Norse? I don't know, but it comes from somewhere in that region. It is uh, very old, very European. It has a very, uh, it has a Baroque energy to it. Um, very sloppy, very wild. Jen, mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. you should know that, uh, yeah, this is a this is a masking focus level two, like she said. Um, the practical effects of that is that when resisting someone else's a sensing test, you can add the force of this focus to your dice pool. Mm-hmm. She puts the ring back down and she very slowly puts the tongs, the tweezers back into her pocket as she's looking at the red one. And she doesn't even pick that one up. And she says, how long have you had this? Not even a week. Have you put it on? No. Okay, good. She like, you can see, you didn't realize that her shoulders were up, but you can see her kind of (laughs) like relax a little bit. She says, this, I do not know where this is from, but this is bad. This is a power foci, level two. This, uh, she looks at the rest of you and is like, if you are a magician, this make you more of one. This make you powerful. This is black magic ring. I thought so. This ring, this is imbued with the power of the dark king. What? (laughs) Who's the dark king? Dark King is a mentor spirit who traffics in secrets. Uh, his wards, his charges call upon him uh, to give them power. And um, when they pay their alms, he takes only alms of secrets of the living. Um, it is the only thing he is interested in. It is God of um, blackmail of shame uh he and um his uh his folk oh let me guess the person who wore this he died terrible was uh was awful it wasn't that okay it, it was, was bad it was bad it was really bad we all smelled it we smelled and viv is looking at the ceiling like <laughs> I, I, mean, I won't say it was me it is um it is very common for the followers of the dark king uh he uh, he knows right secrets you hold you don't willingly give a secret so uh, uh, a a charge a ward of the black king he knows they have secrets that uh that they have not told him and so he unlike most other mentor he rush them to death he want them to die because when they die they go to his plane and he torture them, torture their souls forever until they give their secrets. And it is then that they die. They die twice. Mm. Viv feels a little bad now. <laughs> Just a tiny, tiny bit bad. You should know that uh, you wear this ring. It, make you, uh, it makes you like the Mad King. 
you uh, you feel very powerful, um, makes you brash, makes you very confident. Uh, Does it make you lose weight? Because <laughs> she's thinking about Karen and what he looked like. No, it it uh, it <laughs> makes it gives you a, a singular focus. You become obsessed. Uh, maybe that is why. I mean, she doesn't know what you're thinking. So um, it gives you a sense of invincibility, of uh, nobility, like you are chosen, uh, like you are better than everyone. Um, and it gives you a, a kind of um, entitlement that what other people have is yours. Uh, and it fades when you take it off, but it fades very slowly. This is this. You should destroy this. We shall. I can destroy this for you if you would like. You think the sea might want it? No, I would not like to. <laughs> I would not like to burden my mother with this. No, um, no. Dark Kings, do you ask, really ask, ask this? Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's think, TK's thinking about the gun and how it just disappeared. Mm, no, the other mentors will not be interested in artifacts of the Dark King. Uh, they would just as soon see it destroyed. Mother would spit it back out. Can you make anything... Powerful but not evil with it. No, it is too. Uh, it is too dangerous. It would just be destroyed. I mean, I. It would not work for you. I mean, you would put it on. You would probably feel quite bad. I could. I mean, I would not bond this to you. But if you would like it bonded, I know people who will do this work. But I would highly recommend against it. It is like Lash wearing her calm link. What? <laughs> That's this what thing? that feels like when it's on. Arena, I gotta tell you, I'm a technomancer. I know, darling. <laughs> Everyone knows. You put on the comm link, I can see your eyes cross. What? <laughs> Lash bumps into the case. What? <laughs> I will take this from you, but I will only at your with your permission. Oh, yes, of course. She reaches underneath the case again and pulls out a thick rubber glove <laughs> and then and then pulls out an even longer set of tongs um, and grabs the red ring. And you can hear it as she's moving it around the room. You can hear this like ringing, whining sound. It's like, you know, when you used to leave a, a CRT television on in mm. another room, it felt like there was someone there, even though it's like that very high pitched noise. And Viv... Uh is uh, surprised by the sound of whispers starting to fill her head. Um, and she goes and she brings it over to uh, the opposite side of the room from the kitchenette and reaches underneath one of the shelves and pulls out a lead box. And she opens the lead box and you can hear it clink in there with another couple pieces of jewelry and she closes it and puts it back. And she says, these will go to be destroyed next week. So I will... <laughs> Oh my take, god. I will take care of this. She's gotta wait for the ring guy to come around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man. It's uh, they gotta go to Mount Doom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so pickup's gonna be bi weekly. <laughs> yeah. It's expensive. Yeah. Sharps. Uh, um listen, the hazard pay for that job is ridiculous. That's just a whole other side story. <laughs> I would like to hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Arena, would would it surprise you or disturb you to know that that was a uh, police uh officer's she gives she gives you a look and she's like, yeah, if you are asking if I have met anyone from the NYPD. Oh, so it's not uncommon. Hmm. <sighs> what about the other ring? Can she use that? 
Uh, yeah, if you would like me to bond this to you, um, uh, well, let's talk about work. Um, yes. yes. Sure. Yes, yes, yes. Work uh, first. Yes. Uh, let work me first. go uh, now knowing uh, who you are like. Oh, if you have any more questions for me, I will answer them. We got so sidetracked by Ring. Oh, right. Yes. What um, do you want to know? What do you, you want to know about Irina, Irina's world? Uh, I will tell you. Um, uh, Irina, why, um, I, <laughs> I want to ask about her her cyber bottom, but I don't <laughs> want to be rude. Lux has given you a look so with his cute. eyes saying, don't, don't ask like, like, no, no, no. Well, you say If you say anyone in the group was going to ask that question, it was going yeah. to be Lash. You say, was like, mm, you say your name was Lash? Lash? Mm, mm. I see, I can tell. I can see you looking. It's okay, you can ask. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> uh, I was just... Uh, Wondering when, um, <laughs> yeah, I hope you all can imagine Shannon in real life squirming. Um, she's seat. arranging her dice very carefully. Yeah, that you know, you're I'm I love that. <laughs> she's not giving you any, she's just waiting for you to put it together. Uh, when did you, um, get your cyber limbs? I've been like this for she counts on her fingers. 25 years? Wow. You would like to know how? It's a very unfun. Yeah. It's a very uninteresting story. Oh. Uninteresting? Mm. Mm. I will hit by a car. Oh. Yeah. They, what? This, that's, you know, that rarely happens now. I mean, and this is uh, one of the reasons that I my office is by Grand Central. No, no cars allowed nearby. Mm. I, uh, yeah, it, uh, I had, to, um, I had, to, like you, and she points at TK, uh, cyber legs, but I, I don't know. This is a new model they put together. Mm. I saw it. I figure I give it a try. Tank treads, huh? I like it so far. Very, you know, uh, got, goes upstairs. I got legs on my Bentley. Ooh. It's pretty cool. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cool. Thank you for sharing that with me. Mm. It, uh, I appreciate your honesty. Thank you for asking. I you got, would be so, so many people, they just stare. They, I wish they would just say something. I got these legs from years at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Arina, who is it that you worship? Oh, the Oracle. Who else? You have seen the tarot cards? Yes. I'm just unfamiliar. Mm. Because I'm so buried in what I worship. I'm always trying to understand. I will give you some literature. <laughs> and Viv, Viv is like, ooh, old school, yay. <laughs> um, and she does, uh, she reaches behind the cash register, and you can see that there's um, several, uh, like, actual paper printouts, like Xeroxed copies of zines, um, and she hands you one, and uh, it says on the front, um, in, like, hand-drawn block letters, so you would like to learn about the oracle. <laughs> Viv savors the crinkle of paper in her hand. Uh, and yeah, if you flip through it, you would see that there is, it's a description of uh, who the Oracle is as a spirit, um, what her mission is, what sorts of things she's uh, expects of her followers. It's got a card by card description of the tarot deck that Irina specifically uses, um, but indicates that there are many, many other ways of divination, um, points to other pieces of literature about the I Ching, about geomancy, about all kinds of stuff. Cool. Lux looks at Arena and says, say the first card that comes to your mind right now. Knave of Cups. 
and he pulls a card from the top of the deck and puts it down. As you go and reach for her deck, she swats your hand. <laughs> he doesn't see the card. He's, I just wanted to see. <laughs> Does anybody else have any other questions? Yeah, Irina, how old are you? Why are you asking <laughs> a woman how old she is? Tank treads. 49. Mm. Um, one thing that you could... She just, I mean, I just get the sense that she seems sort of ageless. <laughs> she's like the you guys have already talked about Yuri. If you have any other questions about Yuri, she could try to answer them. Um I'm trying to think of other ways I, that you can I mean she's not going anywhere. You could probably yeah. ask her questions well, again. So, yeah, TKS. So I uh, what do you know about the bug? Uh so uh I would love to answer this question, but uh we have strict rule. First, we talk about work you do for me, mm-hmm. then we talk about work uh, we all do for Yuri. Okay. So what do you okay. need from us? Okay, so let me go consult the Grimoire, and I will see, uh, you know, based upon your cards, um, maybe what we can do that is good, that is helpful, and that will give you some good experiences, because we all would like to learn and grow together, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Great. Um, she goes and she walks over to a filing cabinet that's in the kitchenette, and she pulls out her quote-unquote Grimoire, which is a giant, bright white three-ring binder. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and it's actual paper? And it's actual paper. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she plops it down, and she starts flipping through it, and you can see if you lean over the edge of the counter that it's all of these handwritten forms and notes that are shoved into plastic sleeves and she's slowly going around like going through and flipping you get the very quick sense that this is going to take a few minutes and so this is your opportunity to look around the shop if you'd like um hmm. if anyone wants does anyone want to look around do you want to yes. look around the shop yeah. yeah okay i think tk is just going to wander and see like what grabs his attention so he's just trying to find something he's just looking uh, and I think he's maybe idly looking for something he's drawn to. Could you, Bijan, mm. give me three words, three adjectives that indicate the kind of thing likely to be in this shop that TK would be attracted to? Um, so I'm looking for things like, yeah. you know, shiny, rare, I think, whatever. Yeah. I think probably like rare, dull colored, and also like maybe like a little fiery. Could you roll three D6s, please? Oh, yeah. And tell me which one is rare, which one is dull, and which one is fire. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just like, I think he's like looking for like a cool brown rock. Yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a one, a three, and a four. So I'm yeah. going to let you just decide. I'm just going to do it in order the ones. I'm just going to do it in order the ones you tell me. Cool, so cool, cool. one, one, rare, three, dull, and four, fire. Okay. Sure. Hold on one sec. Feels weird to play with actual dice again. Kind of nice. In a sort of shoved into the corner of one of the shelves on the wall, closest to the wall that you walked in through, where the cage is. It's kind of hard to see. You see a perfectly spherical ball. Um, Tight. It's on a little stand, and it's dull gray. It's very smooth. It looks like it's made of stone. You can't really tell what, but and it's behind the counter, so you can't reach out and grab it. Uh, TK can reach out and grab it. Grapple hand. <laughs> it would be rude for you to he's grapple. Not gonna, he's yeah. not going to grapple hand it. Um, but and, I just want you to remember. And what you can see, what it looks like, you can't really tell because it's slightly far away, but there's it, in the gray, seemingly stone sphere that sits on this little plinth, there's a circular hole. And you think that you can see through the circular hole just the lightest little flicker of a flame. Hmm. TK walks over. 
I mean, you'd have to walk behind the counter. He walks as close as he can get. He's like clearly staring at it. Yeah. I mean, you're attracted to it. You have no idea what it does, yep. but you see it. Um, it is because it is not in the case. It is unlabeled. So you don't really know what it is. Cool. He's going to ask Irina as soon as she turns around. Yeah. Viv is scanning the aisles for anything C-related. Jen, mm-hmm. give me three words that come to mind when you think of the word talisman. Let's see. Uh, hanging, jeweled. Uh, I don't know. The sound whirring makes sense to me for some reason. Can you roll 3d6 and tell me which one is hanging, which one is jeweled, and which one is whirring? Uh, go in order. It is six, three, and two. In the case, kind of almost directly underneath Irina, um, where she's looking through her book on a brass arm with a hook on it hanging from it is a heavily jeweled dream catcher and in the center of it you can see there is a, a blue stone it's been painted with a calm sea you can just see little white caps of small waves on it and hanging off of it are a number of turquoise stones aquamarine jewels and it has a little info, you know, little info panel next to it that's handwritten, and it says that it is from the local tribal council. Um, it's a Lenape dream catcher, and there's a price next to it, uh, and it is 2,000 Nguyen. Um, it does not describe what it is for or how it is used, mm-hmm. but it describes what it is, as if the person who would need it would know what it is for. Yeah, Viv tilts her head at it. Is it, like, kind of just moving? No, it's just, it's just still. It's just standing? Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Very much like a product on display, just in this fluorescently lit bulbous glass counter. Mm-hmm. Viv admires the colors, but knows that it's not of her practice. You guys good? Anybody else? Everything's very colorful. Yeah, you guys don't really know anything about any of this stuff, but no. Lash, there are no, nothing that looks like a soccer ball. Mm. <laughs> I'm, 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 I apologize. Damn. <laughs> That's when lashes looked at every single thing. Just imagine, imagine if there's like a, <laughs> imagine if there's a bejeweled soccer ball just like in the corner. Well, Lash would buy it with all her money that she yeah. has left. <laughs> I would like to see that, but I guess <laughs> she would very easily just give every cent that she owes <laughs> and like any kind of future job. And she's like, I, I need this. Lux can't really do much with magical artifacts, so he thinks they look cool, um, but he really doesn't need to, to go examine them. Yeah, Lash is just uh, kind of looking around and she knows herself enough where she's just like trying to not knock into anything because she's, she's... Roll agility? Cool. Just kidding, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I, doesn't Lash have really good agility? Yeah. She does. Yes. She does, but if she's distracted, she could, I mean, she could hit a, uh, throw a dart at, at someone that la- is on her team. <laughs> yes, Lash in, a, Lash in an artifact shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so as you guys are standing around, um, Irina finally comes to a, you know, she flips back and forth in her grimoire, quote unquote, for a, a number of times. And finally she goes, ah, okay. And she pulls a piece of paper out from it and sets it down on one of those little mats. And she says, I think I have a job for you. You know where uh, the South Bronx is? Yes. You know, yes. North? Yeah, north from here. Um, it's where uh, all the city's fish come from. I'm familiar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you would be. <laughs> Uh, so, um, they have, they're having a little problem. Uh, this new small corporation moved in, uh, called, uh, and she squints and holds a piece of paper close to her. Flipper? Flipper? Yeah, no E. Mm. Mm. Sounds very 2000 
19. Yeah, it's run by a bunch of um, real estate bros. Oh, wow. Mm. They have uh, bad taste. <laughs> um, you know, they wear the uh, shirts made specialty to not tuck in. Right. Uh, Untuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have like ventilation holes like that does anything. What a generous appra- like what a generous <laughs> appraisal of the staying power of untucked. <laughs> there are still assholes with no style a hundred years from now. Yeah, AT and T has fallen, but <laughs> <laughs> you know this type, right? The yeah, uh, white man, bad haircut. So what they are doing is using uh, the city's automated uh, real estate purchasing system to snag uh, real estate in the South Bronx. As soon as it goes up for sale, uh, before anyone in the neighborhood uh, can even see it. You know, you got grandma, grandpa, they're getting tired of uh, farming or printing the mackerel, and uh, they want to move back to Metropole or wherever it is they come from. Um, So they put their six-unit building up for sale, and, uh, you know, before cousin Joaquin can even put his pants on, uh, uh, these guys, they, they just buy it, they renovate it, uh, they make it look just ugh, ugly. Um, and then they rent it to whoever can afford their stupid uh, high price, um, you know, certainly more than you make selling, uh, they, selling fish for a living. Are they condos or is it, is it a little other small businesses? or it's a, uh, They turn them into rental property. Oh, okay, so yeah. to rent to live in. Mm. Yeah, they are um, landlords. I see. Mm. I think TK is going to do a matrix search for Flipper. Please do. I mean, he's not saying anything. He's just doing it. <laughs> he never I'm... he never says anything when he's doing <laughs> stuff on the matrix because it's like you guys wouldn't get it anyway. Mm. Can also give you guys some background if you'd like right sure. now. Yeah, sure. Here are things that you would likely already know. You would know that the South Bronx is the tri-state area's fishing village. Basically, it is where most of the fish in the city and the eastern seaboard comes from. At this point, it is home to a number of Uh, fisheries and fish farms, including facilities that grow and print fish flesh. It is a largely immigrant community. Um, It is a combination of Italian, Brazilian, and Chinese immigrants. It is well known for what is called mistura, which is the the dialect that that they speak. It is a mixture of English, Portuguese, Italian, and Mandarin. Wow. None of those hmm. language... Lash has none of those language Wait, skills. Let's see. Um, Neither does Viv. <laughs> so it's very working class, even though there is a lot of really high technology. You know, this stuff has been around for a while. Like, printing fish flesh is old school at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but this is where all of it comes from. There's a huge fish market there. It's very famous. The South Bronx did sink in the climate catastrophe. It was at one point home to a huge number of Polish and Russian immigrants who formed a large portion of the construction uh, market in New York. And so as they were building the superstructure around Manhattan, a lot of those construction workers took what they learned on the job rebuilding Manhattan and applied it to sunken South Bronx. And so it's kind of like a community that was built up by bits and pieces with the uh, construction workers learning what they could from the engineering of Manhattan. And as you go further and further close to the water, it becomes a little bit more improvisational, a little bit more sort of rickety, but it's built atop literally like ground built by the people. Mm. Um, 
And uh, what are some of the other things that you would likely know about the South Bronx? I think that's it. Can I clarify something? So yep. the printing of fish flesh, this is printing like soy fish flesh or is it real fish flesh? I mean, <laughs> I can't say that. It depends upon this is a philosophical argument that uh. many people still have. Uh. Um, <laughs> is it, it it is printing protein? Yes. Okay. Protein is protein. Remember? Gains. Um, it is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, is, <laughs> it is, it is lab grown. Yeah. Someone is not piping soy through a thing into, a, into something that looks like a, a salmon steak. Sure. But it is not, it has never been alive. Right. Exactly. Okay. When she says city's automated real estate purchasing system, this is also something that you would likely be familiar with. There was a big housing market crash a number of decades ago, and there was a lot of housing speculation. There were a lot of empty apartments in New York, and the city is even still dealing with some of this. That There are a number of investment properties in large high-rises that are going unrented just because people have bought them and they're investing in them. To mitigate a lot of this practice, to mitigate crashes, and to mitigate price, you know, price fixing, and to mitigate um, held stock, and to mitigate all these other things, essentially the city municipalized the selling of real estate. It still works roughly the same way, but the city is your real estate broker. They take a cut of everything that's sold and they arbit all of the sales of all of all property. And in the last decade, there has been a push towards automating this system so that when something goes up for sale, it is put onto a central information system that is accessible by citizens and corporations. And it is very sophisticated. It deals with bidding wars. It deals with taxes. It interfaces with another equally extremely complex system that's put together by the banks to determine if you get a loan and if so, for how much. And so like it's gotten to the point where in the right circumstances, which are not rare, but you know, not extremely common. You can purchase real estate now from the city in less time than you purchase your groceries. Um, if enough of your financial information is freely available to the city, the property is within your price range, you're cleared for a loan, you have the amount of money up front, there's no one currently bidding, you can basically go and add property to cart and buy it. And then you just have a 30-year mortgage and you're done. This totally explains why everybody was crushed. You know, squished into Viv's boat at the beginning of the yeah the show. Yeah, wow. Imagine how much money we had. <laughs> and so uh, it sounds like what this company is doing is taking advantage of that somehow. TK. Talk to me. What you learn from Grouper is... Sorry, from what? Sorry, not Grouper. Oh, flipper. It reminds me of Shamu for some reason, and I, I mean, or, and or Flubber, and I'm just like I, neither of those things make sense. Well, Flubber was a show. Grouper was that horrible dating app. Anyone do a grouper date? He, no, I did. What was it with a group of people? Also, it was me and two friends went on a date with three guys ooh. who happened to be real estate. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I just intuited that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, wow. the, the oracle right? delivered that I to me. I could not imagine a group of three men that were so our total opposites. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Amazing. <sighs> so dating is still bad in the future, huh? Mm. <laughs> I mean, there are really, still bad men. Yeah. That must really be like magnified when it's three versus three, because I feel like with two people, it might be easier to meet in the middle, but yeah. the three are still amplifying who they are to each exactly. other. Exactly. Like, because the bros aren't going to back down from being themselves. No, because yeah. their friends are there. Yeah. It's just like, what? So they're not going to admit to watching Oprah. This? Yeah. Or in whatever. the daytime. That's what I look for in a real estate bro. If he says he watches Oprah. I'm watching in the Oprah. Past, hey, hey, pipe down. <laughs> 
Um, okay, Flipper, you find a very slick website. It looks very hip. Uh, it's very mm. well designed. Lots of parallax view. Um, you know, some great high quality images of the neighborhood and a listing of all the things. TK that, instinctively does not like it. Yeah, all of the all. It's very designy. Um, lots of you know moving elements with a list of all of the properties that you can rent. And it looks like they have a similar system to the real estate purchasing system. It's like you know apply for a property now, input all of your information, and we'll get you approved as soon as possible. You can move in tomorrow if you do a search for new about them, then you would find kind of, you know, fawning portraits over the company and how they are revitalizing the South Bronx. Um, they are uh, making it, uh, you know, they're like uh, renovating these old buildings uh, that have gone uh, in into disrepair. They are... So I, find, I find the Wired magazine perspective. You absolutely do. Um, uh, maybe an Atlantic article here or there. Mm -hmm. uh, and you find that they are hiring. They're always hiring. They have a thing on their website that's like Flipper is always hiring with a list of <laughs> uh, with a list of positions, engineer, salesperson, front desk help, like everything. Um, it says we're growing very quickly. You can find a couple blog posts about their rounds of investment and what companies are investing in them. And you can find several interviews with their very attractive, extremely rich, untucked shirt CEO. So nothing useful. Well, I think some of those be. things are very useful. Actually, yeah. But we don't know that because DK's, you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll just uh, send them the, the hits. Obviously, a picture of the CEO and a picture of their um, business practices. He looks kind of like Army Hammer. Mm. <laughs> you know, side note here. Army Hammer is a man that I cannot recognize. I don't know what his face looks like. Every time I try and remember it, it disappears. S sorry, did I say he looked like Army Hammer? I meant he looked like Chris Pine. Same thing. I get sorry, that. sorry did I say Chris Pine? I meant Chris Evans. I actually remember that guy's <laughs> okay, face. Because right. <laughs> I feel like he's always wearing eyeshadow. I don't know. <laughs> or eyeliner. One of the two. No, no, no. Definitely eyeliner. Okay, that's that's the stuff that you guys would likely know and the things that in a quick Google sesh or a, a quick Matrix search sesh, mm -hmm. you figure out. Hitting up hearth. Yeah, know. hitting up hearth. Any questions for Irina so far? No. Nope. Okay, great. Here is what uh, someone from the neighborhood asked. They don't want any trouble. They don't want anybody to try to put a uh, flipper out of business. They don't want anybody to go and uh, strong arm them uh, because, you know, who knows how they react. Uh, right. Worst case, uh, you know, best case, they get scared. Um, they file lawsuit. Uh, they double down. Um, worst case, you know, police get involved and then reputation of the neighborhood is bad and you know um uh, flipper gets to go on a pr campaign talking about how they really are making the neighborhood more safe etc 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 so uh, um apparently this is how they do it they build their office directly behind uh, the south bronx city information services office and data center mm. uh -oh. and they do everything over the wire, not over wireless. So they run it, they get it run directly from the data hub that's there. So whenever data bits go from the info center uh, server out to the greater matrix, it's an instant, but it's quick enough, they're able to buy it immediately before it gets anywhere else. Uh, so no one, they, they uh, uh, poach, prospect? Um, they're doing high speed. Wall Street trades. High-speed Wall Street, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, but for real estate. 
Um, and their system, their system is programmed to negotiate price the same way. Uh, but, you know, if there are no multiple simultaneous bidders, and if it's within seven milliseconds, there won't be. Uh, it's very easy for them to just get in, buy it immediately. It's like lightning. The people who live there ask the city to put in a like a waiting period, like it lists for a day, and then you get to uh, you get to do your bid. But, you know, bureaucrats, they don't they don't care. They don't give a shit. All to say, maybe what you do is this. One, you go to Flipper, you install Skimmer in their system. You make it so that their, I don't know, property tax is hundredth, thousandth of a percent higher than it actually is. Uh, I give you information. Um, you have this sent to bank system. Uh, my friend Esmeralda set up is offshore, is very secure. No one will know. I make sure that the community get the money when it's enough. They have an automated system that just pays the taxes. Like, you know, the bros, they won't look. They're too busy crushing soy brews. I don't know what they do. No, that's right. But like it will just pay. Uh, I don't think they will notice this little much. And I would guess that they never look at their taxes anyways because it's all, you know, it's all automated. Um, TK's like direct action. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, very, he's very into this job. So this way, at least um, every time property gets sold, uh, the community gets a little bit more money. They figure out what they can do with it. Maybe they can invest in their own uh, property that they, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to tell them what to do with their money, but um, this is what they ask. Some way uh, for them to get some money back into the community from the sales of these very greedy, very ugh, gross. Mm. She spits. <laughs> um, landlords. Uh, this is one idea. You have a better idea, I, I hear, but, you know, this is what we have talked about. Um, other things, uh, maybe optional, but not a bad idea, is if you can uh, put in a back door so that uh, someone, maybe you, maybe probably someone else, can keep an eye on it. And that if we need to adjust or we got to delete uh, so that we cover tracks, easy to get into flipper system, edit, change, remove, etc. Uh, again, not required, but would be very, very helpful. Uh, and second thing, I don't know, very open-ended this part. Maybe figure out how to slow them down or how to get info to someone who lives there before them. I have a couple contacts, but I don't know. You would have to figure out uh, who, you know, who who to get a hold of or who would be interested in it. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, that would, would be nice. Do you know who their investors are? A lot of these startups won't last long if their investors pull out. Uh, yeah, you. so TK would have seen that a bunch of the big 10 corporations okay. have given them 5 million new yen here, 10, 10 million new yen there. Okay. Uh, so there are a bunch of people who, because conceivably, if you're buying up real estate in a lower, lower income community, yeah. then you're heralding some amount of gentrification that will then be uh, profitable to a corporation mm -hmm. once once a more wealthy community lives in, uh, moves in. Right. So like, you know, Sater Krupp would be interested as technology would be interested um, you know, even Shiawase might be interested. They all they all have neighborhoods in New York. And so they're looking at this thinking like, oh, this is an unbranded neighborhood. Hmm. If this goes well for us, if this goes well, then, yeah, there'll be a bidding war. And um, we want to be we want to ingratiate ourselves to the corp to the mini corporation that owns, that owns a lot of it. Yeah.
Yeah. TK's really into this job. Yeah, Lash is also into this job. Yeah, Lux is too. Let's fuck him. It is uh it is like I found the perfect uh, you know, job for how you feel. Yeah, morally we feel like this job This one is, feels easy. Yeah, this feels <laughs> not much to get our honestly, head around. Honestly, Arena, honestly Arena, that we've had some tough some tough <laughs> yeah. some tough business before we met you. You this work is... with Yuri. It is always uh, you know, um it's uh Good and bad is a complicated thing when you work with this man. He has a way of doing that. In exchange for this, can you tell us more about this talisman Yuri wants? Mm, no, this is uh, strict. Once this job done, we discuss talisman. Can you tell me about that orb in the corner? I've been looking at it. Orb, which I say more? Gray, flame in the middle. Mm, an interesting one you have chosen. Bijan, tell me three adject- mm-hmm, adjectives mm-hmm. that describe to me what you would like it to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I would like it to to enhance TK's magic skills. Um, so a power foci, a power foci uh, that uh, is sort of unorthodox in its like weird workings. yeah, and um, that is also maybe like uh, not discreet, like sort of like a last resort sort of like loud. Loud, <laughs> but it's like I feel like he like he would want it to just like oh here's my get out of jail free card. Uh, please roll three d six and tell me which one is power foci, which one is weird, and which one is loud. We'll just do it in that order. Okay. That I caught it that time. Hey, good. I got it. I the dice are just fall, flying off my computer. Uh, one, two, five. Let me think for a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just want a cool rock. <laughs> cool magic rock. Okay, hold on. I have to generate a name. FantasyNameGenerator.com. It's like our favorite yep. thing to do. Let's go on this show. They, I mean, we should maybe we should sponsor them. We should do ads for them. Yeah, we use it so much. <laughs> Can someone uh, just go to random.org and generate a random number between one and a hundred? Random.org. <laughs> uh, That's a thing. One and a hundred, sixty-eight. Fuck. Almost. So close. Pretty good for a random though. Does anyone else want a number just for funsies? Yeah, give me one. Twenty-six. Oh, that's good. I want one. 64. That's what I want. And for Nick, he didn't even ask. 43. 43. Prime. Feels like a Nick number. It is an interesting item you have chosen. Uh, It is a very strange, uh, unorthodox uh, power foci. It is called the Orb of Hexual. Sure. Uh, And uh, what one does is uh, they uh, break it at their feet. You smash you are engulfed in flames for six seconds, and for those six seconds, uh, you become a slightly more powerful magician. So exactly the same thing as the spell I have. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you rolled low on weird, so. Yeah. Um, but it, I w- it would stack. In mechanics terms, I would allow you to stack it. Nice. <coughs> yeah, but it's one, one-time use? One-time use. Destroys wow. itself. Mm. Tell you what. I have uh, one more one more favor to ask. You do this favor, I give you orb. Okay. If you take this job and you go to uh, South Bronx, get Irina two rainbow trout steaks. Okay. Yeah, we could gladly. Def- we could definitely do that. It's yeah, just yeah. Uh, it's hard, you know. Yeah. Hard to get there a little bit. Of course. It's such a ugh, it's a schlep. You're in Grand Central. How do you get anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> On tank treads. Right. <laughs> Oh, no, uh, let me be clear. I am very mobile, just lazy. I hear you. 
do you have anything that that a non-magic user can use? The Oracle uh, trains us all in the ways of divination. You just must unlock this part of you. Mm -hmm. So with training, uh, mm, there are stones, uh, cards, decks uh, that you... Um, you might find very useful and you might develop a strong relationship with. I cannot uh, make you awakened. Oh, no, I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't. But yes, it is very easy for you to tap into the larger spiritual uh, plane. You just yeah. would never be able to ascend or to astrally project. Nothing personal. <laughs> no, I none taken. I just was curious. I guess the card made me think I <laughs> there was some potential. <laughs> You, my friend, the point of the card I is know, that I you know, are already a very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> um, she uh, reaches into a pocket and she gives you a tiger's eye stone. Oh. If you ever need to, to focus your energy, you just squeeze this. Okay. And Viv uh, is just smiling at this because it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you feel? You will, yes. you will, yeah. you will take yes. this job? Yeah. We're um, ready to skim the hell out of these real estate bros. Am yeah. I right, team? <laughs> hell yeah. Weird laugh, um, but yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is, is Lash being sincere? Yes. It doesn't sound like she's sincere. It sounds like she's making fun of the idea that she's saying. <laughs> no, I think she just is always trying to kind of be like Lux, and I think her impression <laughs> of Lux is like, okay, right? <laughs> Whenever she's in front of like a, that's like why she, when she introduced herself, pleasure to meet your acquaintance. <laughs> pleasure to meet your I acquaintance. Yeah. I think I've heard someone say that before. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just to be clear, um, mm, I don't pay. Yes. That's perfectly fine. That's fine. I pay in help. Yes. Mm. Maybe you got another orb back there. Uh, we'll see. You come in next time. We'll see what's here. Timeline. Uh, when does Yuri need the bug ghost? He didn't. He was very flexible yeah. on time. The bug um, ghost, right? He said bug ghost. He said yeah. bug he ghost. Said bug even, ghost. Though it's a, even though it's a demon? demon. Well, I mean, you know, it. Uh, I guess it is a shifting scale. Are ghost demons? Uh, no, these are two very different entities. Okay. Yeah. But it is a shifting scale. A demon may uh, be related to a dead... Uh, you know what? This is a longer <laughs> conversation than we, okay. we have later. Yes. Um, my only question would be in taking this job for you, are we now taking the job for Yuri? Oh, that is a question that you have with... Yuri, okay. Yeah. you. Or, uh, I mean, here is how Irina feels. Uh, if, I, if I give you uh, talent, you give me your word, mm. and I give you talisman, yeah. and you steal, that is your problem, not Irina problem. I see. Okay. Makes sense. Mm. So for me, uh, timeline is only uh, um, people who I care about because they live in my city being screwed. So yes. sooner better, but... TK yeah. salutes. <laughs> yes, we, uh, we might go past the skimmer, but we definitely won't do anything that will bounce back on you or the community. What does that say that again? Um, we might fuck them up more than just skimming a oh, couple, I see what you're of, saying. couple of percentage points, okay. but we won't do anything that hurts anyone else. Um, and she... 6.9%. <laughs> much higher percentage points. And she, um, she says, oh, and also, uh, one more thing. And she picks up the cards and she shuffles them. She fans them out on the table and she asks each of you to point at a card. We all do. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She takes those four cards uh, and she shuffles them uh, in her hands. She's just sort of like moving them back and forth over one another. Um, and then she flips it over and it's the tower. And she mm-hmm. says, this one leads. Fuck yeah. All TK, right, TK. TK salutes again. Mm. Thank you, Irina. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like, hell yeah. All right. Flash fist bumps, TK. Hell yeah. May the Oracle guide you on your journey. Viv clasps her hands and gives a tiny bow. TK uh, looks at Lux and is like, chest bump? <laughs> he does the patented chest bump. Looks like we're good to go. Everyone roll out. I will, uh, if you don't mind, I will roll in. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go catch some fish. you are now leaving fun city thanks for listening if you want to support the show get access to ad free episodes our discord our bi-weekly post episode chat show fun chatty and more head to patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures and of course thank you to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat if you like the show you can give us a rating on itunes you can tell your pals about it i'll put a link in the show notes or you can come say hey to any or all of us on twitter or instagram which we just got head to fun city ventures and you'll be able to see photos of the tarot cards from this episode i'm Bijan steven and i am tk um, you can find me online at Bijan Steven on Twitter, which is B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, or on Instagram, um, and you should just Google that. I'm Jen De La Vega. I am Viv. You can find me online at Randwitches. That's the word sandwiches, but just replace the S with an R. This is Nick Gersio. I play Lux Scythe. You can find me on Twitter at N-G-U-E-R-S-H. Um, and Instagram at ngercio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O. This is Shannon O'Dell. I play Lash Goodbog. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Shodell, S-H-O-D-E-L-L. This is Taylor Moore, and I play all the bad boys. I'm at Taylor.biz. My name is Mike Rignetta. I am your GM. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Rignetta. You can find the show on Twitter at Fun City Ventures. Fun City was recorded at Fortunate Horse in beautiful Greenpoint, Brooklyn. It was produced, edited, and sound designed by me, Mike Rignetta. Pixel Riffs' card is the star. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall. Special thanks to Sam for writing a theme for each tarot card this episode. You can check out Sam's new Castlevania-themed project, Pile of Secrets, at pileofsecrets.bandcamp.com. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kit, and Kestrel. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton.